Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Apart from our own banks with their inglorious recent past, we know a lot about UK banks, but very little about continental European banks. The biggest in Europe is BNP Paribas these days, and this year it's celebrating 50 years here in Ireland. But would the French bank ever be tempted into lending home loans or even credit cards here? All issues for Derek Kyo, the chief executive of BNP Paribas Ireland, who is sitting in front of me. First of all, congratulations, Derek. Thank you very much, Joe. Lovely to be here. 50 years ago, Ireland was a very different place. What possessed BNP to come to Ireland? Well, the actual, when, when Ireland joined what was then the EEC, the European Economic Community, uh, George Colley, who was Minister for Finance, did a tour of the founding members of the EU, one of which was obviously uh, France. And he sat at a dinner um, with Valérie Giscard d'Estaing, who was then French finance minister, but obviously went on to become president. And the the chairman of the various French banks were invited to the dinner. There was a strict protocol. They used to rotate who would sit beside the guest. The the chair of BNP Paribas, or BNP as it was then, was was invited to sit beside Colley. And they had a conversation. George Colley asked him, he said, do you know anything about Ireland? And he said, actually, I know a lot about Ireland. He said, I sail off the coast of Cork yeah. every summer. And George Colley said, really, would you be interested in opening a bank in Ireland? And he said, I would. And that is actually wow. how it happened. So, so it's you know, kind one of a gentleman's agreement then. Totally. But I mean, I think that's the way business was done back in those days. Yeah. Uh, so there's at, no at consulting the with the central bank and uh, meeting. No, but you would, no yeah. you would have had to obviously apply for your banking right. license right. then. But I think that was a less arduous process in those days as well, to be fair. Um, so BNP at the time opened up a, a subsidiary in Ireland in 1973 started with a single employee, which, and, and actually the first office was a suite in the Burlington Hotel. So, you know... <laughs> could have been worse. It could have been worse, to be fair. But, you know, when you think about, I suppose, how Ireland has evolved over the last 50 years, it very much mirrors the growth of, of BNP Paribas over the last 50 years and indeed the growth of BNP Paribas in Ireland. So it's, it's a good story all around. You've lasted far longer than the likes of Rabobank or KBC or Bank of Scotland. You did that by not getting into the traditional banking world of uh, taking deposits mm. and lending mortgages. Yeah. I mean, to be clear, we, we do obviously take deposits from our, from our large corporate and our large institutional And they're clients, not small deposits. They're not small deposits, but, but we are not involved in the what, what I would describe as the retail market in Ireland, which is a very uh, specific type of marketplace in, in my view. So our, our business is very much catering for our very large corporate clients and our very large institutional clients. Mm. And again, if you look at the growth of Ireland over the last 50 years and the success of particularly the multinational sector in Ireland, I mean, that's our core demographic, shall we say. So, so they're the people that you're mostly lending to or catering yes, for. Yeah. So we're providing all, I mean, from simple transaction banking needs for, for multinational clients, whether it be a, a, you know, a current account up to the advisory business, corporate finance and M&A. We're doing the, all of that from Dublin. Which is the more profitable, the, the, the corporate advice thing, which is, uh, which is obviously not risk-free almost, yeah. uh, or the investment banking lending? So the lending is not a profitable business, just okay. to be clear, okay? Uh, I mean, the margins, when we provide balance sheet to our clients, we're doing it with a view to developing a much more strategic relationship. Mm. Uh, transaction banking, what I would describe, so basic electronic banking, cash management, is is becoming a much more uh, profitable business and is the driver of profitability uh, since the rates 
interest rates normalized. It was clearly not a, a profitable business when we had negative interest rates. Mm-hmm. But if you're uh, managing cash um, on a, a sort of European-wide basis for large corporates, uh, it's it's much more valuable now than it would have been two years ago, for example. Mm-hmm. So that that to me is the bread and butter business. But with every client, you know, that we enter into a relationship with, we, we recognize you have to start on the ground floor, mm. providing basic banking needs, building trust, building a relationship, and you work your way up to a strategic advisory relationship where, uh, as you rightly say, the fee-based business is is risk-free, and that's that's clearly what everybody wants, but but we need to do everything in order to service our clients' needs. I'm guessing that, that there are, is little or no chance that you will be providing retail banking in, in Ireland. I don't think so, Joe. It's it's a question I I have been asked before, and and I, I I you know one could argue that there is a gap in the market with the exit of Ulster Bank and KBC, but but from where we sit, a it's it's not our our core business uh, in an Irish context. It's a very very small market, and it's a very difficult market as well. I but mean, you could I, also say it's a very profitable market because Bank of Ireland, for example, made one billion euro in a six month period. That sounds like profitability to me. Uh, yeah, I, I I need to double check what the return on that on their capital is, but I mean it's it's still only around eight or nine percent from memory. It may be a little bit higher than that. So it's not it's not turbocharged. Okay, mm. a billion is a big number, but how much capital do you need to put at risk in order to make that billion? That's that's the question we and need there, to ask. There are of course ECB rules, and sometimes those ECB rules are gold plated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, we we have a we have a, a regulator who uh, is is tough but fair. I would say our experience with our regulator is not a negative one. Um, but the fact of the matter is that mortgage lending in Ireland is has to be priced differently to where it's priced in other jurisdictions because of what happened in two thousand and eight, two thousand and ten, mm-hmm. and because it is extremely difficult for this type of secured lending to take possession of the asset if there's a problem. That's a very good point. Uh, in the Netherlands, for example, if you miss uh, three months payments, it automatically triggers repossession. But yeah. good luck with that in Ireland. I'm afraid so. But it's, you know, it is a highly emotive subject uh, for, for Irish people Even generally. Even in 2023? Even in 2020 as well. I, I only know as much as I read in the newspapers, just like you, Joe, because I'm not involved in that business. Mm. But if I look at it, both anecdotally and on the basis of the of the evidence, it is very very difficult. You can you can have a property in Ireland, you can buy a house, you can live in the house for ten or fifteen years and not pay your mortgage. I couldn't do that if I got a car loan, for example, or with any other type of asset. So, you know, I know the ECB look at this and they say, is this really secured lending? If you cannot take possession of the collateral, it's not really secured lending. Yeah. It's just like unsecured financing, and that's much more risky. Yeah, indeed. Um, Final question about uh, windfall taxes. I'm guessing you're not a big fan, uh, but there there is a disconnect between ordinary citizens and banks. They just think banks are rapacious and out to make a ton of money. Uh, and the only way that they can get some of that money back is through windfall tax. We saw what happened in Italy during the week. Uh, Ireland has a banking levy, which is modest, uh, some would say, um, but you, I'm guessing you would hate the idea of someone sweeping away some of the taxes, some of the profits. So... I have absolutely no issue whatsoever with uh, with corporate taxation in its in its broad sense. But mm. what we what we saw again this week is that the market doesn't like surprises, mm. and the windfall tax in Italy came out of the blue. Nobody was expecting it, uh, and that makes if they, if if investors cannot see some kind of predictability in terms of how government policy is enacted, whether it be to the banking sector or any other sector they're going to lose confidence very, very quickly. So I think in Italy, it was just a question of an unpleasant surprise. 
uh, with regard to... to And the markets reacted pretty violently. They reacted pretty violently and and there has been a rollback as a result. But I mean, you know, to, to be very, very clear, at BNP Paribas, we're big believers in paying what what is due. Mm. Uh, I mean, the average tax rate for the group is is, is almost 27%. Mm. Uh, we're not into any kind of aggressive tax arbitrage. We've been in Ireland for 50 years. Uh, it was it, 50 years ago, corporate taxes in Ireland were not 12.5%. And I am... They were about 30%. I, yeah, I'm a firm believer in the fact that in Ireland, I genuinely believe that we, we subsidise capital which is in abundance, and we tax labour, which is scarce, uh, in in kind of almost inverse proportions. And I think that's a, that's a conversation that really successive governments have not been prepared to have. But what is the appropriate level to tax capital at, and what's the appropriate level to tax labour? I think it's probably skewed uh, to the disadvantage of labour. Of course, it was the exact opposite maybe 25 years ago, but that's yeah. another discussion. Yeah. Derek, thank you so much. That's Derek Kyo, the Chief Executive of BNP Paribas Ireland. Thank you so much for coming in. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.